Thank you for listening to Parents Just Won't Shut Up. This is your host, Sean Rife. This is the third part of Jane Doe. It's really super exciting. I really liked it. It was very heartfelt, and I love the conversation that we had. So with no further ado, please. Oh, yeah, and by the way, spread the message. I want more listeners. I got a good listening audience, but I want the sizes to be even bigger. That'll be great, and I get that by you guys telling all your friends and your coworkers, your mothers, your brothers, your daughters, sisters, even the little kids. I wouldn't suggest a little kid listen to this because they're not going to follow it very well. However, if you tell them, they'll listen, they'll f- tell their friends, and then exponential growth will be, and I'll be the most popular guy in the world. Pretty sure that's how that works. Um, no, but seriously, thank you for listening. I do appreciate it. Look us up. I'm on Anchor, Spotify, iTunes, Breaker, Google Podcast, Overcast, Pocket Cast, and Radio Public. Well, that's a lot of places that I'm at, so there's no reason why you can't just tell all your friends. All right, everyone. Please keep listening, spread the message, and enjoy the episode. You know, no one ever is going to say it's easy to raise kids, all right? And not everyone finds a good platform to talk about raising their kids. But on this show, we got it, all right? Welcome to another episode of Parents Just Won't Shut Up. And it's a thing where we talk about um, what it's like to have kids and do great things with them. Because all kids are great. I mean, they can be assholes, but they're great. We can be pissed off at them, but they're still great. And it's our job to relay that message. So again, welcome to another episode of Parents Just Won't Shut Up. Now shut up and listen to this episode. Have a good day. I think a big thing to be to talk about my life would be probably the most important. Mm-hmm. And um, when people ask me, my life is crazy. I don't regret any of it. I've learned a lot. When people ask me about like how I have a good attitude, it sounds weird, um, but it was after my mom died. Um, so uh, May thirteenth of two thousand eleven. At this point, I had had a lot of uh, advice on how to deal with my nephew and my sister. My mom would drug test my sister a lot. Yeah. Um, and, you know, she would often threaten to take away my nephew mm-hmm. if things didn't go properly. My mom was in law enforcement, so that was really easy um, yeah. for my sister to kind of be scared a little bit. Like, my mom also did not fuck around. Like, yeah, she, wh- whether or not she could or not, your sister believed <laughs> Yeah, before my brother-in-law went to prison for a murder, I watched my mom sprint across the yard once and tackle him, jump on top of his back so that he would get off of our land. <laughs> So my mom, like, no she one was, ever fucked with my mom. Yeah. You know? She was tough as fuck. Yeah. And so... Was um, she a cop by this point? Whenever yeah. Whenever she jumped uh, on his back? No, 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 At that point, if she were a cop, she would have called the cops because they were her friend showing up. So, like, at that point, no. I don't believe so. Um, But uh, uh, May 13th of 2011, right when I graduated college, actually, as I was writing my college thesis... Um, my mom, what'd you go to college for again? Uh, philosophy and English. That's right. And I actually concentrated on like, I was talking about euthanasia and like, uh, 
my thesis was about like the existence of God and death and da da da. Mm-hmm. And so my mom calls me and she's like, you know, I'm sick. And I didn't really think about it too much. And I was like, okay, you know, and I hung up the phone and then I walked to the store and I came back home and I was like, wait. So I called her back and I was like, what do you mean you're sick? I'm like writing my college thesis. I'm doing all my stuff. Yeah, because it's not very normal to be told. Yeah, and like yeah. I'm talking to a woman and she wants me to come see her. And I'm talking to a woman that one time bitch that I sent her Mother's Day flowers and she wanted to know how much they cost and then compared it to a tank of gas. So she wasn't really into yeah. like, you know, if yeah. I was. So I called her back and I was like, what do you mean you're sick? And, you know, me and my mom were like, thickest thieves and so she was being really evasive on the phone and she just said you know well uh, i've been going to the chiropractor my back hurt and then my hip hurt and then i went to the doctor and i just you know i'm sick i need to see you so i was like okay yeah you know and so i go like a few days later you know and um when i get there i find out that she's talked to my sister separately from me Mm -hmm. me and my mom were really close so they all agreed without me that they would she would tell me separately because it was going to affect me a little bit different and so i get to the porch and my mom my aunt's there my mom's sister and she's like uh do you want me to catch her if anything happens and i'm like what oh man you're like, what yeah. yeah they're like what a, so, what a weird way to break the ice yeah, in that one yeah and so like um i believe my aunt had the best intentions but i'm already being set up for like yeah. You know, and so I'm like, you know, what's up? And uh, so she was like, you know, I'm sick. Like, I'm really sick. I have cancer, I have bone cancer, and it's terminal. And um, I love my mom because she knew I felt like that I was uncomfortable with my aunt being there. And I didn't know, you know, how to, I didn't know, you know, I didn't yeah. know, you know, it just, you know, my mom was my best friend. And so um, I said, no, I said you're my favorite person, and she said, "Of course I'm your favorite person. I'm fucking awesome. Every, I'm everybody's favorite person. Yeah, I'm fucking yeah. cool." And I was like, "Oh, you know." And so we laughed and we cried and we did all this stuff. And so, um, I was about to graduate college. I decided that I wouldn't walk the stage. Um, later, I find out that uh, my thesis wasn't even turned in. So I didn't wasn't even like a few months into taking care of my mom, I realized that they hadn't even graduated me. Yeah. And then they gave me so okay, so I find out my mom's sick and she's like, It's fine, you know, just stay where you're at. Yeah. Fuck no, dude. I was packing up. I talked to my boss, went to my boss and she thought I was quitting and she was crying and I told her that my mom was sick and she was like, Oh my god, I didn't know. Yeah. I thought yeah. you were quitting on me and I was like, No, I'm quitting because like I have to go. Yeah, you had to go take care yeah. of your mom. And so um best thing I've ever did next to raising or helping raise my nephew was I got to prepare my mom to uh, die comfortably. Yeah, with dignity. And with dignity and as much love as I could. So I left school, thought I graduated, thought I turned to my thesis, uh, and then uh, she died 10 months later on March 3rd. But um, before all this, I had, like, taken care of her. By the way... If your parents are sick or whatever, always go. Like, always go and take care of them. It'll be the best thing you yeah. ever fucking did. And so, like, I thought I was going to take care of my mom. I actually went to college because I thought I was going to take care of my mom. I thought I'd be a professor, which is why I got my degrees. She picked mm-hmm. those kind of. 
just another whole mental thing I have to figure out after she dies that I'd never done anything without her. Um, so I was like, well, you know, like I prepared to take care of my mom for the rest of her life. And now this is like the rest of her life. And like, I didn't know it would be now. Mm -hmm. And so I moved in with her and over 10 months, we like, not only well, I got her fabulous weed, by the way, because weed wasn't yeah. medical weed was not in Texas at that time, which is like devastating. Because if anybody's listening to this that does not believe in weed, I would load my mom a bowl on the front porch. She was always a cop, first and foremost, yeah. kind of. She wouldn't smoke weed with me. I tried to get her to smoke weed with me. Everybody's always like, your mom was so cool. I bet y'all smoked weed together. That bitch held that with me till the day she died. She would have That's me wild. load a bowl for her. I have a thing. I have a story about me getting weed for her and yeah. how she stops it. We, I should say after this because she was awesome. And so I would load weed for her. Mm -hmm. My mom would say, you know, and then she would come back and eat like cup of noodles and like a pie. Yeah. Piece of pie, yeah. which cancer patients don't no. do. <laughs> That's, yeah. And so all cancer patients, but um, this is actually a really good fucking story about. <clears throat> so when I find out my mom is sick, um, my mom was like a mom all growing up. Like I had a lot of friends like that were kicked out for drugs or being gay. And my mom was always like that mom. You can come over because like. Our house was already crazy. If you can deal yeah. with it. She was mom, accepting. Yeah. And she was like, yeah. and if you get on the bus in the morning and go to school, you could stay the night. Yeah. You know, because. Sounds like your mom you know, was a great lady. Yeah. You know, just. Yeah. And so um, when my mom gets sick, we kind of lived out uh, in the middle of nowhere. We were living with her boyfriend and he said that, you know, we could stay there as all this went on with hospice. If I like help take care of his dad and like do whatever they needed, which I did. Yeah. But um, one time my mom was like, you know, I want to smoke. Can you go load my weed? And so I get to, I go like underneath her bed and I see this, you smoke weed. It was like dust. Like you could like hold it in your hand and smash it and it would become dust, you know? Yeah. So I was like, oh, I've got to figure out a way for my mom to have like real ass fucking weed. So I get my mom some weed from a friend of ours that she had talked to. Or he had gone to our family reunions. My mom was like, all my, we always had like a ton of kids at my family reunion. Mm -hmm. And so <clears throat> my mom, she calls me. She's like, Dana, what's in the weed you got me? Oh, my friend gave it to her in a ring and a ring case like for like yeah. engagement rings. Yeah. But he put like a lime green nug in there. And so that's really funny. I was so like, she's mom, just real high. Well, she grew up smoking weed with my dad. They grew weed. Yeah. So she had no idea. Like first she wanted me to roll her a joint and I was like, no, 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 let me like load you a bowl. Yeah. And so I you load her a bowl joint. for her like time. And then I leave, Yeah. you know, so she could have her and she calls me and she's like, oh my God, what did you put in that weed? And I was like, nothing, mom. That's just like how weed I was like, cause she told me she yeah. wanted to smoke the weed that she pulled people over with in the little bags. Mm -hmm. And I was like, those are nugs. And she was like, nugs. And I was like, like nuggets. And she was like, Oh, well, I want to smoke that weed. <laughs> so I got her for, it's, it's, it's like highly ironic. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. She, wants she to, grew weed. Would, yeah. Well, and, but also I want to smoke the stuff that I'm pulling off of the people. Yeah. She's like, I want to smoke yeah, the weed that, that I can't smoke weed. anymore. Yeah, in 2000, yeah. 2011, there was some good, yeah. there, was, there was a lot of good weed back and then. And so I'm like, mom, that's just like how weed is now. And she's on the phone and it gets silent. And she goes, oh, Oh, and she hung up the phone and then I drove back to the house and she was just sitting on the porch like, just what the fuck? High as a kite. Well, this is where her cop comes in. I'm outside like um, 
few weeks later, and she's like, how are you getting me this weed? Yeah. I'm like, well, Mom, I'm like driving. I either put it in my crotch because my mom was a cop. She was like, always put it in your crotch. It's the safest place for your weed not to get found. You know, and so. <clears throat> All right. Yeah, and she was like. Good to know. Yeah, yeah, if you have a cop friend. Um, and so my mom, I walk in one day, and she's like, wait. I'm a cop still. She's like, I took an oath and I'm letting my daughter, she's like, give me weed and bring it. She's like, not only does that make me a bad parent, she's like, that makes me a bad cop. And she's like, so I don't want to smoke any. If you bring me weed, I'm never going to touch it. She's like, just don't even worry about me. So I was like, well, fuck, you know, like, I don't want you to be smoking dust swag, you know, from like the middle, you know. Yeah, from God knows where. So I called up a friend. Yeah. And I told him the story. You found the loophole. And this was a guy that when my mom got sick, I never forget, we're in the Jack in the Box parking lot. And Mm -hmm. he said, I love my mom, but for my whole life, I wish my mom was your mom. He's like, she was always like, you know. So I tell him and his wife and they're like, well, we'll be there every Monday with an eighth. And so I had friends deliver my mom weed you every just had month. You on, on, a, on a rotating yeah. schedule. Yeah, I was like, oh, bitch, you think that I can't deliver weed? Just wait. And so yeah. every Monday, then at the end, it would be like Monday. She'd be like, so uh, when are, you know, so-and-so and so-and-so. Yeah. And so. I was when like, are your oh, friends coming over? Somebody wants to eat a cup of noodles and a little piece of pie <laughs> and watch Housewives. Yeah, and so then she would be like, well, he can deliver weed. That's his choice, you know? Yeah. It's like, yeah, and his <laughs> choice is you. Blood. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. And so, yeah, I, I had some really good friends that were really not, it wasn't about being my friend. It was about being my mom's friend. Yeah. Like my mom had a, um, she requested one of her last meals where she could really eat. Mm-hmm. And my friend who was a chef, uh, he's a chef in Seattle now. And my friend that gave her the nug ring. Yeah. Um, they flew down and they cooked her a shrimp. What is it? Like the shrimp and butter with like the angel hair noodles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was my mom said that she only wanted that done like really well. She loved like butter and noodles growing up. Yeah. So my friends came down and they did a whole chef thing for her. Like uh, he brought a sous chef who was a friend of mine. That's great. And like my mom watched him and like she smoked weed and like, you know, it was really, I had some great friends come through. Yeah. She yeah. had a good, that, I mean, that. You know, I mean, yeah. fuck, man. That's like the Valhalla for the, the new white people. Yeah, you know, right? Like, yeah. We're just going to, like, make you comfortable and give you whatever the hell yeah. you want, you know? Yeah, we're all good. for sure. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, my mom was very um, <clears throat> sarcastic and humorous, so she'd, mm-hmm. like, get up at, like, 10 and be like, man, 10 p.m., and she'd be like, man, you know what I want? A lime slushy from so-and-so. Like yeah. Sonic, which was like not in our city or in our little town that we were in on the outside. Yeah. And so I'd like, like, well. It's like a 20 minute drive. Yeah. I'd be like, well, I guess I have to drive 20 minutes to go get you one. She'd be like, would you please? Because I have the cancer. Yeah. She'd be like, and what would I do without a lime slushy with cancer? Oh, man. And I'd be like, you bitch. And yeah. she would like laugh and be like, well, bye. See you later in like 40 minutes uh, with my slushy. It's fine. You know, so. Yeah. No, see, that's where I, I really feel like I missed out as a with my dad. My dad died, but he had dementia, so he couldn't make jokes like that because he had no idea where the fuck he was. Do you have, um, how old was your dad when he got dementia? He was 38. When he got dementia? He was 39 when he died. Did he die from complications I, with the, yeah or yeah? yeah he died. I mean, he just his brain just essentially disconnected. How old were you? I was eleven. Do you remember all that? Oh yeah, I was there. I mean, we were in hus- hospice care. 
so I was there the day yeah. the day he passed away. Yeah, no, it's it's wild, you know. It's it's wild knowing that. And dementia is real wild. Well, dementia is the the saddest. See, that's the thing is like, if I if if I die, I may live forever. I'm not sure. Yeah, yet. you I might. Haven't, I haven't made up my mind. Vampire esque. Yeah, but um, well, I'd be a werewolf because fuck vampires. Werewolves don't live forever. They can die. Well, I guess so can vampires. Oh, they live forever. Right, gone. Yeah. Oh. Anyways, <laughs> so. Uh, um, Oh, what was I saying? Oh, About yeah. If 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 I do die, I I I want to be able to know that I'm dying yeah. and not be confused. I don't mind. Yeah. I don't mind the idea of being scared. I've had. A, I've, I've I personally have had a, a couple of like solid near death experiences, so I've realized what my body does. You know, and uh, you know, with like the whole dopamine drop, and you just what does it do? It's pretty wild, man. So I was flying through the air at like probably close to 60 miles an hour and I bounced off of the off of asphalt and I remember as I was in the air just like you knew you were going to die I I had a strong suspicion that I was not going to come out of this one alive and I remember thinking that the blade of grass that I'm rolling past was beautiful and there was a bug on it and I remember it clear as day. You remember the bug? I remember the bug. I remember the blade of grass. I, I feel like I was seven inches away from this thing. And it was an eternity at the time. And then I just boom, 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 you know. Yeah. And all of a sudden I was just awake and in a shit ton of pain. And I picked up the bike and ran. Yeah. You know. Oh, wait. So just... somebody didn't find you after the wreck? No. No. I took off. I like pushed this bike. I was... I was a. This is also has to do with me being in my early twenties. I was pretty fucking like physically resilient back then. But Were you um, drunk on drugs. No, I was no? just. I I had had a few beers, like probably two or three. But nothing like just enough to give me the courage to try to do something at seventy miles yeah. an hour in a neighborhood. And uh, I I went by a car. They drifted into my lane a little bit, and I just you know whatever front endowed my buddy's bike. So somebody else. So somebody saw the wreck and just. Yeah. Well, no. So what happened was if. Uh, I asked this car. I was sitting at one point, just sliding down the road. I was sitting up, and I was like, "God, this really hurts." And I finally came to a stop, and I was just sitting there for a second. I watched the bike. The bike was still going, and it it parallel parked itself, like on its side, but in between two yeah. cars. Didn't hit a car, so there was no damage on the street. And the car of the guy, he drove up, and he goes, "He goes, are you okay?" And I said, "Did my bike hit you?" And he goes, "No." And I said, "Well, then just go home." Okay. I'll go home. I didn't want to get in trouble. Yeah. So I ran. You always like a think about shit like that when your yeah. life's in danger. You're like, I don't want to get. in yeah, trouble. Yeah, I don't want to get in trouble for this. I was in a lot of pain already. I was like, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll learn my lesson this way through like road rash. And my, so I, I went like literally one street over was the house, the garage. We put the bike in there, closed the door. My roommate, it was his bike, you know, and 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 he was like, what. Like, what? are you okay? What happened? He didn't give a fuck about his bike. He was like, whatever. And I got insurance. I'll probably come out ahead. I was yeah. like, I'll pay your deductible as I'm like trying to like figure out what I'm going to do with yeah. my arms. And I uh, went and knocked my neighbor's door because she was a nurse. And she came out. She was, I heard the wreck. I'm glad you're okay. And she handed me. You need to go uh, to the fucking hospital? She handed me a Brillo pad. And she goes, if you don't want to go to the hospital, she handed me a Brillo pad and uh, a thing of dial soap. And she goes, you need to scrub your road rash. You need to clean your arms and you need to bandage them and hydro peroxide. And I was like, okay. And I had yet to look at yourself at myself. Yeah. And 
I saw I, I was dripping blood, and I was like, "Okay, this sucks." Do you look at her face? Look at you. Yeah, but she was a nurse, so she's she like, was annoyed. Yeah, that she was helping at this point. You know, yeah. like, I'm on fucking days off yeah. over here. That's how you're over there you. fucking yourself. I up. have a friend who's a doctor. When I call her, she's like, "God damn it!" Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm like, bitch. But so, um, yeah, she handed me that, and then I I went in uh, into the house, and I couldn't I couldn't do it, and uh, it was I think it was I I just I hurt too too much. Bad even roommate tough. couldn't do it because he was like, "Cause you need some painkillers." I was like, yeah. I was like, he's like, "Dude, that's too much for me." I, I was like, "That's blood." Yeah. yeah. And uh, his little little girlfriend, she was like, putting on the fucking dish glove. Yeah. And she's like, "I got you, bud." Ooh. And I laid in the bathtub, and she just went to fucking town on my arms, and uh, it hurt unbelievably. Yeah. Learned a really good you have lesson. Any whiskey or anything? No, no, no. Oh. I didn't drink. After that, for like a month, I kind of realized that I wasn't wasted when I wrecked. And this was actually, that was my second wreck, second motorcycle wreck. Yeah, I hate motorcycles. And uh, yeah, and I was wasted on my first wreck. I was blacked out. I don't remember any of it. I, I was, I've just told stories. That's the one where I t- tore off my face, essentially. And then, um, and so the second wreck, I just felt really embarrassed that I wrecked. And I was like, but I wasn't fucked up. But honestly... I had three beers in me, so it did. It gave me just yeah, enough to make have. me go yeah, for yeah. it, you know. And uh, my yeah. dad uh, got in a motorcycle accident when I was. It's weird to think about now because I was like maybe in sixth or seventh grade, so he was definitely fucked up. But um, he had been in two. Yeah. But the one that I'm think the second one, uh, it opened up. The doctor explained. Um, it opened up his rib cage like a cabinet. Yeah. And then everything spilled out. Yeah. Um, which is the... Isn't that insane that people live through that? Yes. Well, the the first one, I was younger, and he had walked up the hill, and I thought he was painting a house. Oh, wow. Red. Yeah. Um, And then I guess, you know, I don't know if he was on drugs or not. I assume so. It was like in middle school. But he just went and cleaned up. And, and then the second one, I was at a family reunion of my mom's, and... Um, it was actually, uh, we had found out my mom was sick in May, and we had went to a family reunion in July, and she was already getting, um, like, sores that weren't healing, and she had got a tumor in her yeah, chest. Yeah. It was happening very quickly. Um, and my dad had been in a motorcycle accident, and where our family reunion is, there's no service. Yeah. So somebody had to drive out. Uh, like I said, my mom's sister was married to my dad's brother. Yeah. Um, and so my dad's family was connected to my mom's family. And so my dad's brother drove out with my mom's sister cause they're married and was like, your dad's been in an accident. Yeah. Um, yeah, he may likely die. And I hadn't seen my dad and, um, other than on the news and <laughs> him avoiding me for, you know, years, 10 years. Yeah. Um, I was like, damn, you know, if I don't see my dad, like if I don't go see my dad right now and he dies, like yeah, how you, I feel. You never, yeah, it's like yeah. Do you? Yeah. Yeah, and so I went to. We left the family reunion. Um, we left my mom there with her boyfriend. Um, and my dad did not know my mom was sick, but we. I got into the like ICU room and mm-hmm. I sat on the end of the bed, and my dad didn't even know who I was. Yeah. He. He's like, just out of it. Well, he had not. I was a woman. Oh yeah. You know, yeah. so he had oh, not he seen even, me. Oh, he was coherent. He, he just he knew yeah, he had a daughter. Yeah. He just didn't know it was you. Well, we think he was coherent. 
We yeah. got in trouble for giving him too much morphine because all my family was doing the morphine button. Like at that time, they weren't. Uh, oh, good God. Yeah. And so the the nurse asked us if we were giving my dad like pushing the button for him and i didn't realize that they have to be strong enough to push the button yeah. to get it i know it's a click it yeah. really is it's and like so 20, we were all dosing my dad <laughs> and then the nurse asked us if we were dosing my dad and like my aunt his sister was like i've been doing it and i was like i've been doing it too and then when he left my grandma was like i've been doing it a lot <laughs> We're like, fuck, I'll take that name out. But I was oh, like, man. fucking grandma, like, um, you know. But yeah, uh, the first thing my dad said to me was, uh, is that, or. Yeah, I got it. He said, is that you? Mm-hmm. Like he was, he thought it was me, but he wasn't sure because, you know, at this time, then I developed hips and I had tits and I had makeup on and I wasn't yeah. like a little kid. You were a woman now. Yeah. Yeah. And so um, that was really the first time I had connected with my dad since he had left us. My dad literally left in a white Chevy or Ford and said he'd be back. And he came back 10 years later. After with a, with a rib cage that had been split open yeah. like a cabinet. Yeah. And so like the doctor's like explaining all this stuff to us. And for me, I was like, you're explaining to me the life of a stranger. They're like, you know, what yeah. do you guys want to do? And I was like, to be honest, I could give a fuck. Like, yeah. I have a mom who raised me who's sick, which I can't say, you know? And, like, you yeah. know, and so, um, and like I said, you know, after my mom passed away, my dad, like, got into my life as best as he can as a drug addict. He's yeah. sick, you know? He's, he's sick. He's fine. trying. Yeah. Oh, man, it's so wild. That's a hell of a story. Dude, motorcycle accidents are fucking crazy. The first one, like I said, was like with you. My dad just walked up the hill. was like, yeah. And he didn't even... Like with you, he's like in such shock that we were like, Dad must have painted yeah. a house. And he was like, yep, I'll go to the room. <laughs> yeah, I was I was 30% or 40% degloved on one of my arms. I, I had oh. a lot of, lot of skin loss. And then I had... And no skin grafts? Let me see your arm. No, man. I, I don't... I mean, they weren't like... It wasn't a huge Yeah, you don't tear, scar bad. I scar know? very easily. Yeah. Now, on my hands, you can see it because my skin... Well, you can kind of... Well, you have to really look, but... There's right, the dents, yeah. right there is a thing where I drug because I was like, so my, it's funny. The, yeah, you're scooting the, like this? The, yes, because I was, I was asleep. That was, I was asleep oh, on my first That was the first one. Right, right, so that's why I hit my face first. So you're like blacked out I was dragging blacked like out. This. So I remember going to a bar. Uh, I remember being completely overserved, but it was a small town, small town bar. I knew the bartender, you know, whatever, right? I took a bunch of shots of tequila because I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know how to drink appropriately. Were you depressed you know? or do you think that you're just I was just having I was just having fun with friends. Yeah. Right? So I had a buddy like... of mine that we went to the bar together. So then we got on my bike and I had him on the back going up a hill. And then I don't know. So he got I, in the wreck with you. He did. But he, he did, all he had was like a little scratch on his shoulder because he was at least smart enough to ride me like a surfboard. That's what he said. And then I like, apparently I came to and he was trying to pick up my bike, but he wasn't a very big guy. And he was like, I can't get it up. And he said, I just like grabbed it and picked it up. And it's like, you walk. And then I drunk like, strength. I like, yeah. yeah, I like started it. And I remember like bits and pieces of driving with the handlebars crooked. The tire was straight and I was going, well, I'm fucked. You know, I don't know. And then I remember walking into a house. That was your roommate's bike as well. Or was that no, was that was, bike? that was a bike that I was buying for my mom's husband. So I totaled that one out. 
before so, buying it? Yeah. Oh, Perfect. Yeah. So uh, you're welcome, mom. Your yeah. husband must love me. Yeah. <laughs> so I, uh, I what was it? oh I walked into a house, and I looked at there was a lady sitting on the couch. We were all super young, and I knew her from school. In your house? Yeah, you know, no, no, okay. at, at this house that I I I left my originally from with my bike. It wasn't really, you know, it was like a two-mile ride to the bar from the house. And it was at my buddy's. So, but I just opened the door and was like, I didn't use your bathroom, you know. Clean all this and, flesh off me. Yeah, <laughs> and the guy sitting on the couch was just like, he didn't really move. He just kind of like big eyes. But the girl, the lady, like at this time, she was a girl, right? Because yeah. we were like still young as shit. Yeah. She's, she just like, she looked like a cat trying to get out of something. Like she started backing up real fast, but there's a wall and a couch behind her. You know? So you're like, so, do I look weird? <laughs> yeah, I was like, do I look funny? And uh, I went and looked in the mirror and I was like, oh shit, my face yeah. is gone. You know, like now I get it. So I, yeah, I went to go to the, and ended up in an emergency room somewhere, you know. But uh, somebody was smart enough to say, no, yeah. <laughs> I will not do this with yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. And when, then, yeah. Good God. I'm going to run through them real quick because I love telling my motorcycle stories. The that was the first wreck. The second wreck, I was in a neighborhood. I flipped through the air. That was the one where the bike parallel parked itself. And that's the, and the bug, bug. The bug on the that's, that's the one the where bug like, accident. That's the one where like I accepted death and was like, okay, I'm not. It, it's this not a scary it. thing if it's fast. I think if it's a slow death, it's like that's that what we were me. getting because I have yeah. um, I like to ask about people's death experiences. Yeah. Because um, when my mom died, she was. Uh, acting like she was chilling with her dad who was dead. Yeah, yeah. And so, like, when she passed away, like, I was holding her hand, but my aunt said that she was talking to her dad. Like, she was already... So I don't know if people, like, pass over. I don't know, like, you know. You know, I don't know, man. The the, the brains do amazing things to you whenever they need to protect you. Yeah, you know? I think that's what religion does yeah. when yeah. it needs to protect you. Well, someone. that's... I mean, that's what it is, though. It gets... It, it, yeah. just, it sinks in there, and that's what happens. I mean... Even as a kid, uh, the night my dad died, I had a dream that I spoke to the three wise men, you know, and they explained to me his death and it made, it, it helped me make sense of it. Yeah. But honestly, I mean, I, you know, for whatever the beliefs are, I don't believe in that. But yeah. however, I do believe that that was a very important thing that happened to me. It helped. And it was me. Yeah. It was my body going or my brain going, Hey, this is, we're going to help you through this. Well, it's like that. Uh, it's a philosophical line that says, like, uh, the egotism of man is deciding what happens after death. Yeah, exactly. To think that we can ever determine yeah. that. Yeah. Um, it's weird. I had a dream once. Um, so my mom's funeral was not anything that I would have wanted. It was kind of, like, more religious. My mom was spiritual, but not really into God. I kind of agreed with her boyfriend. He wanted to bring the... Yeah. You know, and at that point, I was done. You know, I'd been 10 months fucking just you know just like gave everything i could possibly give like, yeah you know i thought i college was hard this was like the test of my life yeah um no shit. and so um actually recently like a few months ago so i always have like i wrote a eulogy mm -hmm. i never read it um in my mom's funeral i actually ended up um i took all of my clothes off in the woman's bathroom and locked mm -hmm. it because i was hot yeah. And I realized I just hadn't eaten in a few days and like I just I wasn't yeah, I, I wasn't even there. Yeah. So for so long, speaking of dreams, 
I was just like, man, if I could have just made made it more about like her and you know, I did the whole photo thing. She said no fat photos. My sister added them on after she died. I took oh, them back yeah. off. I made sure her nails were done. She wanted her nails done at the funeral. But like the actual yeah. funeral, I didn't do the eulogy. People talked that were important, but like I didn't do like my part. You yeah. know, so I was always regretful for me. And then recently, um, I had this dream where I was like watching TV on my side, you know, like mm-hmm. watching sitcoms or something. And my mom in my dream was behind me, sitting Indian style like a kid, holding a big thing of Cheetos and like um, just like moving her knees. Like she was like a kid with like ADD. Yeah. And so in my dream, I kept on looking behind me and being like, God, so fucking annoying. Like what? Like, you know, I'm watching TV and she said, isn't it weird how humans always concentrate on funerals? She's like, but we're already dead. She's like, it's like you guys yeah. are stupid. And in my dream, she was like sarcastic, just like she was in real life. Yeah. And just like an asshole about it. She'd be like, here you are worrying and I'm dead, like doing shit. You yeah. know, and so. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Like, that's the thing. Is yeah. It, and it, in my mind, I'm like, yeah. whatever that was. Yeah. It helped me a whole lot. I yeah. let that go. Like, no, I have no regrets anymore yeah. of her funeral it's a really that's a really neat thing man it's really awesome how how we can how our brains can work in a positive way you know obviously and like unconsciously for us very unconsciously i mean because for an 11 year old child i mean like i think about that now for me at the age of 11 for your mind and i was raised very religious i was raised in it my mom my dad didn't go to really i don't think my dad ever went to church with all the shit you were raised religious well we were baptists so we my mom would what does that mean you guys are crazy i don't know anything about church they're crazy they're all crazy in my mind but whatever i not to offend Um, yeah i don't know um, anything about religion it's that's not here nor there i was just raised in it so i knew and i know a lot of the stories you know but at 11 years old to have that conversation in a neat dream. I mean, it was like yeah. the most philosophical dream I witnessed. So in the dream, this is the crazy, here's the, here's the crazy part of the dream where it was like, it really like, I woke up after this and I retained all this information was there was, I was walking down the road with the three wise men. Right. And they're like explaining to me, like one's a heart surgeon, one's a brain surgeon and the other one's to help soothe like the soul, you know? Yeah. So they all had their purpose, right? In my dream. And they were all explaining to me what they were doing, you know, for, to help my dad, to help him get on to the other yeah. side, you know? And, uh, and, and a, um, like a biker gang came up, you know, like from out of nowhere and like hit one of the three wise men, like I was kind of in the middle of those guys, you know, but just hit him like square in the head. And and the body, his body fell, you know, but he was still like right there. And they all looked at me and they were like, look, even in an act of violence, you know, like, and, and, and this person is, is gone now, like, they're still here and we're just carrying on in a different way. And like, I could look back and I'd see like the dead body, yeah. br- brutalized dead body. And for yeah. a fucking 11 year old, by the way, it was violent as shit, yeah. you know. But I'm and I'm still having the conversation with the person, so it was like extremely self soothing. So, yeah, you know, and yeah. I was just like, I woke up going, "All right, you know." Yeah, but and the, mind, other, yeah. and the other side about death that doesn't bother me is that we are just atoms and energy. Yeah, and when we die, it's gonna go somewhere, and you have some dead thing inside of you already. Yeah, that's you know? already yeah. Yeah. So, 
it's it's just the way it's a really awesome way of looking at it yeah you know i've um i've like had to come to terms with death in a different way i guess yeah like i'm only afraid of dying if i haven't like it sounds weird but become something bigger than my mother so like she doesn't die in vain you know like if i stay in the same social you know or if i like um, like sometimes my sisters are like, what would mom do? And I'm like, you know, not meth. Yeah. Um, you don't need mom alive to tell you that like you wouldn't yeah, do, do meth. Math. Yeah. You know? And so mine is like, I'm only afraid of death if, if I don't take the like best things my mom taught me in adversity and like use it to better yeah. myself, then I'm afraid of death. Yeah. But if I do that, then I'm okay to die. Like I tell people at my funeral play James Brown and really have if, fun. Well, like, if death is a thing and we're going to the next side, then I'm dancing in with my mom, who yeah. is not the best dancer, but she liked to snap. Yeah. Which snaps are always universal. You can do what you want with those. Yeah. And so, like, I'll be doing that. But death only scares me if if I don't do that or if I don't show, you know, like, my nephew. I don't know. I think death is only scary to think about, like, what's going to happen to everybody no, that's and that's so. My biggest fear about death is, is, I if I die again, I've made up my mind on that one yet. But um, very, that, very narcissistic of you. Yeah, well, I, I, that's why I have this podcast. I love the way my voice sounds. Yeah. No, but it was it was for just I I don't want to go out not knowing what's going on. I want to be coherent that yeah. I'm dying. I want to know that I'm dying. I also would like to have the choice. Of when I'm yeah. going to die. If I if I have some kind of crazy terminal illness that I know I'm going to die incontinent and yeah. insane and mad and scared and mean and my, put my family through months and months of just sheer terror, well, then I I would just assume go to a state and take the pills. Well, and my die. mom said like, um, you know, my mom had terminal cancer, yeah. she had bone cancer, which is so. Whenever she found weird. out to when she passed away, it wasn't very long. Uh, no, it was ten months, and yeah, like see, that's um, that. It's like my father, though, and I and I want to say I I may be wrong about these dates, but it was like he had like six to eight months that they he they yeah. told him like you have dementia and you better get your affairs. My mom order. would never let us hear the time, but my mom did say because she came back January twenty eighth mm-hmm. from hospice or from chemo, so she did four chemos from you know, May, June, July, August, September, October, November, December, eight months. Yeah. Four different chemos. She said the only thing she wished she would have done was just come home sooner. Because from January to March, you know, yeah, wasn't the cancer that made her sick. So, yeah. like, it basically took eight months of her life where she could have just been, like, you know. Yeah. So, the last three months were, oddly enough, better than the beginning eight months, you know. Yeah. But, like, in her defense, she said, you know, my grandma looked at her and said, you have four kids. You fight to the end. And so, no, yeah, and that's you know, the other mom, side. It's like we we not we're, I, I don't care to live for my. I mean, I want to live for myself, but I live for my kids. Yeah, you know, and like and I knew it. my mom was doing that. You know, the whole yeah. time, and like the last time, she never let me look at her. Um, you know, I took my. I was my mom's first care person, so yeah. I didn't get to hear time. I wasn't allowed to look at uh, scans, and like the doctor knew this. We had talked about it. My mom was like. You know, she gave me some rules. Yeah. And then yeah. another one is that um, she did not want me helping her go to the bathroom Yeah, if I ever had to get there. And so, like, um, the fourth chemo, 
he came to us. We had a great doctor. He was very cute, too. My nice. mom would make me draw on her eyebrows and do her lipstick to go to a thing. And, like, we had to go, like, four That's times adorable. a week. Yeah. Right? And so can you imagine? Yeah. And, like, drawing out eyebrows is hard when the hair falls out. Yeah. Because, like, sometimes I would make my mom look real pissed. Yeah. You know? And she'd be <laughs> I like, would have just given can her, you do this over? And I would have given oh. her mad eyebrows all the time. Uh, Yeah, I did because I grew up on the south side. And yeah. so I was used to, like, treat the eyebrows. Like, yeah, mine funny. you just fill in. But hers I would have to draw on. And so sometimes <laughs> they would be like, you know. But um, the fourth chemo we did that nothing happened she like looked at me and was like, I want to go home. Yeah. I'm, like no, ready it's just, it's just time to go. To let and go like, of that. yeah. And our drive was an hour there, an hour back. So our oncology hospital was so far away that at the end I was like, um, in the back of the truck, I was making cocoons out of blankets because her skin would burn and hurt because she had cancer. And so it was like just yeah. an effect. And so, I would be like laying her into this cocoon, putting her, having her have a fentanyl sucker. She would pass out and then I wake her up and we'd do blood transfusions for 18 hours or whatever we needed to do. And then I have to put her back in this cocoon, wake her up in an hour. And it was a mess. And so she told me the one thing that she wishes is that she would have just come home and just come fucking home. Because we were doing so much fucking work to... And not that I think her doctors did a bad job because my mom said, I want to try, but I feel like if you have a terminal cancer, I'm not like a medical person, but I feel like that maybe if two chemos don't work, you need to go home and just be with your family. Yeah, no, it's, it, it's such a weird catch 22 double-edged sword with doctors, man. I know that there's so many doctors that I'm not, and I don't even mean like just some, I want to say that. 98% 98% of doctors are fucking good people. Yeah, they want to you know, help. They, 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 they got into it to help. And maybe there's 2% that just are just, they're either old and they don't give a fuck anymore. Yeah. Or they really did get into it but because also, like, they wanted human, to be like. But also if you're a human, that's how I see her doctor as if like he's a human and he's like, you have terminal cancer. Yeah. And somebody's like, I want to try. I have four kids. You say, okay. Yeah, you say, okay. So I don't give him any, yeah, you know, exactly. grief. Like, He's not like you have terminal cancer, and if you try this, yeah, or you can have the Volkswagen. Yeah, which we yeah. don't want the Volkswagen. Yeah, we want the he Cadillac. wasn't. Yeah, he Get wasn't giving her. Yeah, you know, it wasn't a sales pitch. It was a fucking. This yeah, is he what was you like, want. all right, let's you know give it a shot. Yeah, and I mean we have the technology for it, and I believe it's everyone's right to choose. You yeah, know, that way it's like I, you know, it's kind of the way I don't know. I feel like, nah, it doesn't really matter. It's a stupid analogy. I'm gonna cut that all out. Oh, I can't even connect that one. Yeah, no, it's my brain is really weird. It's okay. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Don't worry. Yeah. yeah. I drank um, a lot of this away. I well, yeah. Yeah, I felt I felt not upset at the doctors in the beginning, but I was like, damn. Yeah. Why did y'all? But then I was like, well, what if a woman tells you that she has four kids and she's raising her grandkids and she wants, you know? Yeah. But um. My mom was the sassy bitch chill the day she left. Like, the day she left where we decided no more chemo. And this, like, I love oncology hospitals. I've, like, volunteered. But we got to the end of the uh, elevator. Yeah. You know, the oncology was, like, fourth floor. And they have the bell you ring when you have beat cancer. Uh-huh. My mom did not have that. And so when she came down. Sorry. Hold on. Okay. Oh, you're all good. 
So when she came down, it was her last day. It was our last, like, hour drive. And we held hands on the drive back. And she was like, thank you for doing all these trips. And, like, you know, it's like when your mom thanks you for things, it's weird because, like, you know, they they gave birth to you. So, you don't you feel weird about that. Yeah. We came down from the elevator and all the nurses that had helped her were, like, all in this circle. And, like, her doctor, he... I didn't think about, like, why was he riding the elevator with us to, like... And so they all clapped for her, and they all, like, did this prayer thing. And, like, I don't know, for as, like, whatever it was, like, those were the best people yeah, that they, I could they, ever... Yeah. You know, like, That's I know hard, healthcare professions, they're, yeah. they're busy, you know, and, like, they had all these people. And then at her benefit, two of the hospice nurses showed up. We did a benefit for her uh, funeral. Uh-huh. Um... And this was when she was still alive. It was like a week before she died. We had this benefit that we thought she yeah, was, was going like, to live. Come say your, yeah. Well, we thought um, she was going to live a lot longer. Uh, and okay. so for the benefit, I'd like set up like a Hollywood RV. Like she was like Paris Hilton. And like I set up weed and like TVs and then like um, her like lung claps the night before. And so I didn't go to the benefit, but we raised like $27,000. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's like the biggest benefit I've ever done. Like I would never top it. But um fuck, where is I going with that? Oh, so her hospice nurses had showed up to the benefit and told mm-hmm. us that we could not tell anybody cuz they're supposed to say like distant from personal things. And then those hospice nurses uh were there at the funeral and they kind of said the similar thing to me and they're like we don't really do this. They're like but your mom you know, damn, yeah. she was always like in her leopard outfits, like snapping her fingers, being like, you know, they'd be like, are you smoking weed? And she'd be like, hell yeah, either my oxygen tank makes it out there or it doesn't, you know? And so like, yeah, we had like a lot of, we, I had a good, um, I got to see a lot of light in all of it, you know? What a bunch of, what a badass team of people though, man. It's, it's like, you yeah. know, and I want to say, like, your mom was, you know, she really lucked out with getting good people around her. But, you know, it's honestly, it's like, it's not really luck, man. It's good people get good people yeah. around you. You know, and I like, mean, that's, that's what that is. I learned a lot about, like, hospice people at that time. So, you know, I would just think, like, you know, when my mom died, a woman was there. She was a nurse, and she was having a really hard time with it. And she's like, man, your mom was so funny. And, like, da 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 and then she was going on to her next patient. Like, you know, I, I called the coroners. Um, I gave them leopard bra and panties that smelled like perfume, which I'm sure was confusing for them, too. Yeah. For me as well. Yeah. But I made a promise yeah, yeah, to yeah. my mom about her nails and her hair and her sexy outfit. That's funny. And so I was just like, I gave them literally a, a grocery bag. I'm sure they have gotten. I Actually, yeah. I would love to interview one of those people. Yeah. Because and, I... And they so there stuff. was matching leopard panties yeah. and bra, and I was like, she needs to wear this under things. And they were like, what? Yeah, <laughs> was like, why? She's got to feel sexy on her way out. Um, but yeah, like having the hospice nurses there, and they're just like dealing with all this like stuff, and they're like, well, we're going on to our next patient. Yeah. It's like, and so when my mom died, um, my sister, who is a thief, mm-hmm. um, this is like a silver lining, my sister had stolen so much stuff for my mom being sick at this time, like um, 
beds, like uh, what are those like therapeutic beds? We oh, had the ones that they we raise. had about seven of the mattresses because my sister would rob different places. We don't even know. At the end of my mom being sick, she would just have her hands over her eyes and be like, "My skin hurts. Yeah, my bones hurt. Just whatever bed." So my sister had gotten like six different wheelchairs, a motorized one, regular ones that were painted. Well, because my mom was like, I don't want to look dumb in a regular wheelchair. So my sister like painted one, put flowers all over one. Blinged it up for her. Yeah. And so when, and this is like, when you know hospice people know that you guys are criminals. They came up and they're like, oh, you guys are donating. Um, Where are the things you guys are donating? And so they bring up this, like, trailer thing, and we were, like, in a trailer home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. the amount of thousands and thousands of dollars that were on our porch, like, uh, toilet seats, like, four different toilets for, like, <laughs> cancer patients by your bed and the bathroom, um, different, like, we had so much stuff that, that while they were loading it, they were just, like, yeah, giving you the look. We're on. Well, we're yeah. in a double wide trailer with like a little porch. It's like you know, with eleven thousand yeah, dollars of like, medical equipment. With like huge dollars oh, worth of like funny. wheel. Because my mom like was a wheelchair refuser. Yeah, like she's gonna walk and walk. Yeah, and until walk the very until, end, yeah. like we had to put her in a wheelchair at the end. It's because there was she would look sillier, yeah. <laughs> standing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and so. Um, that's why I told the bitch. I was like, get out, get in the yeah. chair because you, you look just, sillier. You look dumb standing yeah, there. you look yeah. dumb, bitch. Um, um, and so, yeah, when we donated all this stuff, they're just like, okay. And I was like, we you really know we're criminals. You look at my eyes. I know you know we're criminals. Do y'all want the free mattresses or not? And of course, they're like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, lo- <laughs> like all the wheelchairs, fine. Motorized, how'd you get this? Who cares? Put it on there. And so yeah. when we left, we were like, I felt good. Yeah, yeah. You know? You should have said, and now you owe me. Yeah, you know? yeah, it's yeah. Like, now you're a part of me. Yeah, I think they were just like, it was <laughs> embarrassing funny. and like very like no i totally feel you like man, i felt it was, proud yeah. but also yeah. i was like trying to hide my crackhead sister in the house so yeah. they would think that it was not her because if you see my sister yeah you're gonna go you know oh, that that's, that's the woman that stuff. got it she's yeah. got like yeah she, yeah, yeah. Do you, do you, there's a the speaking of amazing thing meth heads can do there was a video of a meth head that was on a bicycle. And it's the he, best beginning of a line. Yeah, and he <laughs> takes and he takes a refrigerator and he puts it on his shoulder. I've seen that, and he's yeah. carrying it around. And, and, and this guy's everybody's like, "How do you know he's a meth head?" It doesn't say he's a meth. Like, no bro, one can carry. No a one can fucking do that. Yeah, that's insane. There behavior. is a crazy amount. You know, that's why athletes get in trouble. You know, like Lance Armstrong, because there is yeah. something that drugs do to the body that your weight lifting weights cannot do. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I mean, you know, it's amazing. And meth will get you there twice as fast. Yeah, but only one or two times yeah, before more, yeah. you can't do it. Ever. Yeah, you'll never be able <laughs> to do it. Before you have had slept sleep in 14 days and you're like, wait, I need four times as much yeah. as this. To I, get. I knew a guy that was 15. He spent, no, he said he spent um, 11 years like hard, hard smoking meth. And uh, he he's been sober for like, 20 years now or whatever so he's got a lot of time you know yeah but he's just like man talking to him it's just so funny because he's just like he has no emotion anymore yeah. you know he's just kind of like no he goes man my I, sister I yeah. go skydiving and he's like i feel nothing my sister even when she's like i can tell she's have a, had a sober period which she hasn't had since my mom died or maybe a little bit after 
I like can't even get her to recognize regular stuff. Just get up in the morning, I'll stay the night. Sorry, yeah. Write yeah. that down, yeah. I'm just like, you know, I'll stay the night and we'll get up and we'll make um, your husband breakfast for work. And we'll, you know, that doesn't even, it doesn't even compute to her to like, or I'll be like, oh, let's watch the kids play in the water. Like she doesn't get the same emotion, yeah. which I feel like, you know, I've never had a child, but I feel the way I feel when I see my nephew must be so close because sometimes I love him so much I can't fucking stand it, you know? Yeah. I think he's just, and so like I'll try to like focus on the kids and she'll just be somewhere else. It's like even when she's sober, like her brain doesn't produce those chemicals anymore. No, yeah, that's exactly what it is. You know, I'm just trying to be like, oh my God, he's walking or he's sliding down a slide with water. And she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But she's like on the Lista thing on the app. Yeah. So I'm like, how much serotonin does that take? Yeah. That gets more serotonin than a kid. Yeah. And that's the part well, of like that's what it drugs is, I don't understand. Know. Like I get it, but like I don't get it. Yeah. You know, like this well, thing yeah. came out of your body and you don't feel like you want to watch him like talk. Like, that part of the brain is just fried, man. Yeah. You know, the happy sensors. Yeah. They don't, they don't, they don't, the I sensors don't know aren't if, there anymore. I don't know if they come back after 20 no, years. I don't think they ever come so back. So if they don't, then what is your option after that? Yeah. No, that's why it's such a crazy it's to fucking drug. to take the kid and leave, you yeah. know? It's yeah, like, it's, it's wild. If you can. Man. Well, you know, we have been talking for an hour and 39 minutes. That sounds right. You know I always come back, though. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, dude, I'm down. I'm, I've been having a lot of fun. Yeah. Like, even though, like, I've been pandemicking and... Uh, rearranging my bedroom like four <laughs> times it's fine that's like the other day that's yeah. why i couldn't remember i was like holy shit was I gotta, there something supposed to happen today i found a dresser on the side of the street and i wiped all the covid off it oh where'd room, you find it at um on hazel 10 and franklin <laughs> oh man i found a dresser on the side of the street over there i was gonna grab it tomorrow Oh, no, I didn't take yours. This was the other day. I, like, bleached it. Yeah. And then, like, I got all the COVID off. It'd be funny if, like, literally you took the same dresser that I was looking at. But, no, the one that I was looking at was, like, down on a different street I'm up the hill, baby. I know. I was worried, though, for a second. No, I was, like, like, running. Yeah. And I was, like, I'll be back. And then I prayed to all the (laughs) gods. that I was, like, but nobody comes out, Nobody's going to give a fuck. Other than me. I'll tell you what. One of the most, the craziest things that uh, here recently was that stupid table in our backyard. The picnic table? Yeah, big, I love big, that table. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. I, I love it, too. Other than it's like tantra style where your legs have to be all low. Yeah, but so, well, that, that picnic table was from behind. Uh... Okay. Go for it. Thank you for wasting your time and listening to looking, Parents man. Just Won't Shut Up. Okay, say it again and say it a little bit slower. Wait, how, how slow? Just a little bit slower. Thank you for wasting your time and listening to Parents Just Won't Shut Up. Awesome. Thank you. Fortunately, I have the key to escape reality. And you may see me tonight with an illegal...